Get a job. Work hard. And one day you can retire and do the things you want. That's the typical formula for daily life in the modern world. And it works for lots of people. This kind of life is perfect. But it's not for us. And I'm guessing that it's not for you either. I'm David Allen Patali. And I'm Carmen Allen Patali. And together we run the content company Red Platypus. I'm also a published fiction author. And we have two young daughters who keep us on our toes. We've both said no to well paid jobs in favour of pursuing our creative paths. And we want to walk them with you. Freelancer, digital nomad, artist, creative, self employed. Whatever you want to call it, if you work for yourself and want to keep it that way, or want to be free from the nine to five and don't know where to start, we want to help. We're going on a journey to speak to committed creatives, people who are all in, who have made highly successful businesses out of their creativity, and ask them how they do it while retaining the magic. Because while we think inspiration is good, we've come to learn that process is vital. Welcome to the Committed Creative Podcast, your toolkit for the creative life you want. Here's to going all in and becoming a committed creative. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Committed Creative Podcast and Season 3. Season 3, 3, 3, 3, 3. <laughs> it's pretty exciting and yeah. just, you know, to make it even more fancy we're recording from actual live podcast studio today with soundproofing and everything and it's super duper fancy and cool <laughs> feels good so you probably can tell maybe you can hear the sound quality is a little better than usual but yeah we're at super freak studios in joondalup where the logo is uh i think the skull of rick james oh i don't even know who rick james is but... sing super freak the song oh. super freak Oh, that oh. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so it's a, it's a skull <laughs> with Rick James's... quiz question. Rick James's hair and Rick James's pencil-thin moustache. <laughs> but we digress. Welcome to season three of uh, the... <laughs> Committed Creative. Committed Creative Podcast. We're so glad you're here and that you're listening, that you've Jeez. stayed with us up to the three seasons. We're pretty pleased with ourselves that we've made it to three seasons because some weeks it's been a bit of a struggle, but we got there and... Um, That's life, isn't it? That's yeah, business. Yeah, we brought yeah. you some great guests, but mm, today we, to come. we thought we would kick off the season by talking about what travelling taught us about running a business because, as you probably already know, or if you've just joined us for the very first time, David and I travelled the world for many years uh, running our business as we worked as, I suppose, digital nomads, even though we don't love that term. Uh, <laughs> Professional slackers. <laughs> we went through the US, Latin America, South America, Asia, and then we drove around Australia in a caravan with our toddler for 18 months all up I think we traveled for about five years or so or more I'll mm. lose count um had an okay, amazing yes. time but <clears throat> I think that traveling taught us many 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 life skills um but probably forced us to learn them as well yes yeah and so today we thought we would discuss some of these life skills and how they relate to running our business today so, Carmen, what's the first life skill you'd like to talk about? 
that traveling, when you're traveling, things are often out of your control and you need to be flexible. Indeed. And we, we uh, had this almost on the very first day of our trip around Canada and the United States where we, we flew into Canada, sans car, of course, um, and then cast around looking for a car to buy. So we went to a lot of used car lots and we found one that we thought was good. And it was However, it really dodgy, was not. Dodgy, dodgy, As we drove away from, where did we Toronto. start? Toronto. We drove away from Toronto. We got to about a place, a little town called Cornwall, which is not, actually not all that far. Like one hour <laughs> one away. Hour the car just started absolutely crapping itself. So we pulled over and managed to get it to a mechanics and they basically just gave us a laundry list of all the things that were wrong <laughs> with this car. And, and, you can just imagine the pit of our stomachs. Uh, we, we thought, here we are, three, what, f- four or five days in, with a, all, most of our savings sunk into a car that was theoretically going to take us around the States and Canada, looking at complete defeat. It's really what we were staring at the face of. I think I shed a few tears at that point. It was awful. <laughs> we ended up sleeping in the thing in the in the parking in lot. In the parking lot of Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire. tire. Uh, <laughs> when they worked on it the next day and actually didn't charge us like a wounded bull, which was really mm. nice. And then the town itself opened its heart to us. So we you know, we, we told our story to to the librarians who took great sympathy on us. We had the, we were a great pub meal um, and we even made it into the local newspaper because we wrote a blog about how nice everyone in Cornwall was to us. Um, so that, that was a nice thing to take out of that. But um, we refused to back down. We were like, no, let's fix this. Let's, yeah. um, let's carry on. Carry on. Forward. Because the alternative was what? Tail between our legs, go home and tell no. a tale of war about a stupid no. car. It wasn't an option. And I think that relates to business because sometimes it can be an absolute shitstorm and curveballs get thrown to you left, right and centre and you're like, oh, how do I even deal with this? But you've just got to keep moving forward. You've got to be flexible. You've mm. got to adapt, change and go with the flow. Um, what's that river quote? something about flowing the river don't force the river it flows anyway exactly and you know when the ship storm surrounds you wait for it to pass because this too shall pass pass and that really taught me a lot about running a business because similar challenges are thrown to us and best of all um that wasn't the first time the car broke down i think it broke down like mm, Two or three times after that. The the ultimate problem turned out to be an errant spark plug. Yeah. No one picked that yeah. up. And I think, so we spent like mm. two and a half grand buying the car. So it was, it was cheap as chips, let's be honest. And then US <laughs> dollars. Uh, and then we probably spent the same again, do, like fixing it. And then we sold it for like $400. But you know, we had an amazing six months around an the US. amazing six months. So, so money can't buy that, honestly. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, number two, which does kind of relate to number one, is that plans in travel can change in an instant and you need to adapt. Mm, Adapt or die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that totally relates to business. As many businesses that survived COVID will know that if they didn't pivot, adapt to what was going on in the world, they would have died. Uh, And, you know, same with travel. If you don't change, adapt and... uh, think up solutions, then, you know, you may as well go home or your travelling days are going (laughs) to be a bit crappy if you're not willing to be a little flexy. And one example that just came to mind, I think it was like 
the very first time we travelled together in Europe and mm. it was like the second flight we ever caught together was <laughs> we missed it um, because our friend was driving us to the airport and we were chatting away, chatting away and we missed the turn for the airport and, you know, to turn off the motorway was like another 20 k's up the road by the time we turned around or something. We, anyway, we missed the flight. Ha- I think I cried again. <laughs> but but here's it. But... I suppose the thing with that story is we just got on the next flight. Yeah. That's it was thing. so it not a big deal. Like, I'm laughing looking back yeah. at it now. And that's the thing with business. Sometimes you're, like, you're so deep in it mm. that things seem so big and scary. And honestly, like, in, in a year's time or even a few months' time, you probably look back and laugh. Uh, Everything often happens for a reason. And, you know, missing that flight, it was not the end of the world. No. I don't know why. I was so devo over it. We had to pay a little bit extra money. It was, was fine. It was like 50 quid each. But Called my friend in Scotland and said, we're going to be a bit late. He goes, yeah, no worries. I'll come pick you up from the airport later. It was fine. I mean, that, that, that I mean, that that's echoed in COVID um, when, when, you know, in the first few weeks where that all came in and no one knew anything. It was the fear of the unknown. But then mm. as it became more known and we, and we built processes and we built our resilience around it, it came under control. And I'm not saying that it wasn't a big deal, but the pivot from the usual way of things to the, to the new, what they called the new normal then, was actually not all that bad mm. um, for a lot of businesses. And it actually brought through digitization, external working, mm. a lot of practices that people have been either interested in or are indulging in a little bit brought those in as standards. And I would argue that, you know, the workplaces now are a lot more interesting and a lot more a lot more supportive of their workers because of that. So Yeah, it's made a good positive change. Yeah. So that the yeah no, um, it, often we think of things as being very terrible, but they're actually not all that bad. Once you once you get through once you get through them, but that probably brings to point number one is that you need to be resilient, mm. and building your resilient through refusing to give in yeah. is a great thing. I remember I'm meeting a friend um, over in the US, Josh Holland. He he did outbound, outward bound education. He said one of the best things that they ever did was um, you know it's it's a bunch of young kids and you get them to do physical activities outside to build their resilience. And he basically they took them down to the beach where there was a lifeboat, and they said launch the lifeboat. <laughs> that was it. That was the only instruction they were given. It was a really stormy day, so very big waves and that kind of thing. And these kids had to work as a team to figure out, okay, how do we get this boat safely into the sea, take it out, and then bring it back in? So that was the only instruction they were given. Launch the boat. <laughs> so they had to dig themselves in and actually do this thing. And Josh said the great thing about it was they, because they refused to give in, they actually found a solution. Mm. Whereas if it was... Just see if you can maybe just try to launch this boat. And, you know, if you can't, it's okay. Well, they probably would have just given up. Mm. But when you're given no alternative and you have to actually do it, then that's, sometimes that's a great thing. It's a great challenge. Mm. That's so true. Mm. Yeah, travel definitely builds resilience and building a business also definitely builds resilience. And, you know, the more hard things you do, the more confident you become and the easier it is to do the hard things. Yeah. So it's all a journey, really. And I guess that brings us to number three. In travelling and in business, you'll have hard days where you feel completely outside of your comfort zone, but you need to keep moving forward. And we certainly had a lot of hard days in our five or so years of travel, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, you count your blessings. But they they were were tough days. They were weird days and all kinds of things. I mean... Uh, food poisoning, getting robbed. I got bitten by a spider. 
in, in uh, Indonesia. Indonesia got infected and my arm blew up like a Popeye arm and it eventually developed into an enormous... Uh, this is horrible. Uh, <laughs> it was so gross. It was gross. <laughs> and I had to squeeze it like a giant zit to get all the pus out. But anyway... <laughs> we should have filmed it and put it up on YouTube. I know, we would be millionaires by now. <laughs> yeah, most successful video ever. But you don't think of those things at the time, do you? No, but, um, you don't. Um, yeah. yeah, and food poisoning. Do we want to tell our food poisoning stories? Not particularly. <laughs> Should I go into the? No, I mean on the plus side, you know, <laughs> we, we survived. But no, it's, it's but at some point, um, <laughs> you think you think traveling is going to be all you know smiles and sunshine, but it's actually not. I, mean, I, I like that. That's what travel really is. Mm. That it's um, it's not it's not a holiday where you're so determined to just have a good time that no matter mm. what, and you know you know if you want to have long term travel, yeah, long term travel is really just about living mm. and figuring out a new way of living mm. and connecting with your surroundings and having the designing and having the day that you want. And every now and again, you get a real curveball at it. But go circling back to the first point, you know, it's that resilience. Mm. And I look back on those things as, well, character building. How much character do you have to build? <laughs> but um, I look back on them kind of fondly. They, were, <laughs> they took us into different different aspects. I, I went, when, my, um, when my arm blew up, you know, we were on Lombok. And, you know, that's... Um, quite an impoverished island. So we went to the local um, aid station where, you know, there, there, there wasn't much. It was just a guy with, with some rusty implements um, saying, you know, um, I, can cut, I can cut into the wound for you and drain it. And we refused because that wasn't great. But that I really opened, you know, would you see that as a normal tourist? No. No. It's getting an idea of people, you know, the everyday challenges of people's lives. I mean, I was able to then go, no, I'll, I'll go to the hospital in Denpasar. But... For a, you know a local person living in Lombok, that's that's the reality of what they may have mm. to engage with. So getting an insight into um, other cultures, other cultures and other privations and, and different levels of things. That's mm. what that's what you what we were interested in in doing with travel. And so maybe sometimes the bad days, those curveballs, actually push you into a mm. space that that's actually beneficial to to look at and to learn from. Yeah. And, and you know, I'd say that day really motivated us to help um, Classroom of Hope. The charity that we support, which mm. works on places like Lombok to bring education and and better medical care and that kind of mm. thing, so I think like the best thing about travel is that it makes Segway you that quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best thing about travel is that it does really make you feel uncomfortable, and it's good to feel uncomfortable if you keep living comfortably every day. Then I feel like you just do the same things. Life becomes mundane, and with your business, it kind of it can stagnate. You need to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable so that you can experience growth and travel certainly does that. I know like when we were living in Ecuador, we learnt Spanish and we studied, we did like four hours a day lessons for two months or something like with super intensive Spanish lessons. Mm. But it really helped us to immerse ourselves in the culture and learn about the people around us. And there were times where, you know, learning a new language is very uncomfortable when you can't communicate what it is you're trying to say or you have no idea what someone is saying to you. (laughs) It can feel very awkward and uncomfortable, but, you know, you pick up other skills like learning to read body language better and things like that, which, you know, that really helps with business as well. So, so many things, so many things that travel can teach you about business. And that's what I miss about travel. 
being uncomfortable. Mm. I have a very comfortable life right now. Not Co- with the business, though. <laughs> well, in, 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 well, I know. But in terms of um, what we do in our daily lives, it's very routine-based yeah. and that kind of thing. Mm. And I think that's what COVID has really restricted us. And mm. that's why that's what the excitement now is not like, not just simply, wow, I can go out and go to Bali again or go somewhere else with complications and with restrictions, sure. But we can complicate our lives again. Mm. I'm looking forward to traveling again. But anyway, and so the next thing that traveling taught us about running a business is that you need to learn how to manage your finances. So this we're talking your arena. Yeah, so we're talking about long-term travel here. Like, obviously, we traveled for five years. No, we didn't win the lotto. No, we didn't get a massive inheritance. People often assume those things. Um, we just budgeted really well and we worked part-time freelance as we went and we survived on about 5000 Australian a month. Actually, I looked it up last night. We spent between $2,000 US and $4,000 US a month. So yeah, it's pretty good. It's yeah. cheaper than living at home. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely cheaper than living in Australia. But then mm. we were also working a lot less than we were when we were living in Australia right. and enjoying the good life. Um, so, yeah, we did leave with some savings, but those savings probably would have only lasted us six months. So, yeah, the fact that we travelled for five years was a testament to us working part-time. But yes, and we came back with savings. Yeah, it was a miracle. Was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I was very strict on the budgeting. I tracked all my in- our incomings and our That's outcomings. That's down, on right? an app, yep, writing it down. And those skills, so important with business, you need to know your numbers. Like how much money are you bringing in? How much money is going out? What is your profit margin? Uh, you need to track that in business because if you don't, honestly, you could be losing money and you have no clue. So that's certainly traveling taught me about money management. And yeah, I transferred those skills to running a business. And the next thing that traveling taught us about running a business was? Well, this is an interesting one. It's, you, know, you make friends in business and travel who just get you mm. instantly. It's a different kind of friendship from the ones that you would have probably outside those spheres because, mm. um, you know, um, friends I have from high school and, and school, we don't, we're not necessarily the same guy we're not necess- or sharing the same interests, but we still love each other. Mm. And we have that um, shared history and all those things. Um, but... Business friends and travel friends, it's kind of like you're finding your tribe. You're finding people with totally similar interests, even attitudes, trajectories in their careers and their wants, and you just click. You and it's really, really um, refreshing because when we first started traveling, people in the way that we were doing it and, and doing the work that we were doing, it alienates you from certain friends, certain people, because they don't necessarily get what you're doing. That's mm. okay. They don't need to, mm. because we don't necessarily get what they're doing. But that's okay. We still all love each other, but that's fine. But um, it does lead you to feel perhaps a bit misunderstood, maybe a bit lonely at times. So it's nice when you get to, I don't know, um, through the networking that mm. we do, particularly that you do, mm. um, you know, meet, what's that like, you know, hanging out with, you know, people from the WBA or... Yeah. Um, I think you can make deep connections really quickly because you just get each other and mm. you understand where you're coming from, you're understanding the similar struggles you're going through and it's like with travel, like the people you meet through travel, they're often buddies for life and you only spend like a week with them 
two weeks, a month, I don't know, but you form friendships really quickly and really easily because you're in the same boat, you're totally getting, you're at the same stage of life, you're totally getting each other's point of view, experiencing similar things, going through similar hardships, um, having similar wins, and it's exactly the same with business. And that's how fast friendships really form, which is awesome. I love that, both about travel and about business. Mm, And you learn from each other. You push each other. You give each other opportunities. It's really, really quite nice. And coming back to, you know, just the courage, like um, it was hard initially to meet people when we lived in Bali. You know, you had to go and be social and Mm. get out of your your comfort zone, get out of your shell, try different things, um, you know, and then from that gain gain experiences and, and... and just, yeah, share yourself, which is a hard thing to do. And that's networking. Yeah. Networking is, is I find networking, used to at least, quite challenging. Mm. Uh, but now I, I'm starting to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I think the more you do it, like with anything, the, the better you get, the more comfortable you feel and the more willing you are to kind of express yourself and uh, hmm. the more succinctly you can talk about your business and what it is you do and listen. Like, it's so important to listen. I think that's what sometimes people forget is that most of networking is about listening. It's not about offering up your services here, there and no. everywhere. It's about listening to what people want and seeing if you can actually help them. And the only way you can help them is by truly listening to what it is they need. That's right. And it's not yeah, not necessarily about, oh, I can help you. It's, oh, maybe I know somebody who could help you mm. and be the connector. Yeah. Because that comes back around. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And... Oh man, we just love this podcast studio, and then a band's just started playing next door because it's soundproof. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, but it's obviously not 100 percent. So if you hear a bit of tap tap in the background, that's some band practicing in the studio we're so next cool. door. We're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last point. Last point. You enjoy the ride when you go more slowly. Mm. When you go slowly. Mm. It's true. Done slowly and truly, you get to know a place. We. And we often travelled very slowly, staying in one place for months at a time and then using it yeah, as, as like the hub of a wheel. And then we went out on spoke mm. adventures and mm. just went out. Yeah, it's travelling is so great if you have the time to really immerse yourself in the culture, get to know a place, get to know the people, get to know the culture. Mm. You can really enjoy it and really feel a place for what it truly is. I think it goes deeper than just simply being a tourist and visiting for a week or two at a time. It's really uncovering uh, what it is like to live in that area. And I love doing that with travel. Slow travel is just mm. so rewarding and I feel like you get so much out of it. And also you can put so much more back into the community that you're traveling in. Yeah. Um, and it's just a wonderful experience. And I think growing a business relates to this because so often as a business we feel like we should be an overnight success. If we're not hitting our target within like one month, we're like, what is going on? And you know, growing a business is a journey. It's, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, as people like to say. It happens bit by bit. And it's more enjoyable when you can just relax in that understanding that, you know, sometimes growth can be slow. Uh, It's a journey. You know, you're probably not going to be an overnight success. If you are, then that's freaking awesome. But Mm. if not, um, you know, think about it like travel. It's an experience. And if you take it slowly, you can truly take the time to enjoy um, the success as it slowly happens. Yeah. So yeah, I guess if there's anyone listening who's considering going to live overseas or going to live in another part of Australia or another part of their country, 
do it. Mm. Do it. Change up your scene. It's so it's so good for creativity as well. That's one thing I didn't mention though, but traveling taught us about running a business is that change of scene can really help you tap into that creativity, that Mm. space that you need, gives you new ideas broadens your horizon, I suppose, in terms of um, seeing things from different points of view and understanding people a bit better. And the more understanding you have of people as a whole, the better understanding you can get of what it is they might need and come at things from different perspectives, which often can help you to think up creative solutions and innovate more and Um, generate more ideas and that's really great for business and so even if you work at home like we do or maybe if you're in an office try and change up the scene a little bit like maybe go on a a work retreat or you know go work somewhere else for a week or go work in the library yeah go work (laughs) in the library rent a co-working space Um, just go out for coffee with another friend who's working and co-work together or just change the scene like honestly it can bring in so much creativity when you mix it up a little bit and, you know, take the time to sit on ideas from a different perspective and it can help um, bring up new things that you never even thought of. Oh, man, I want to go travelling. Let's go. I know. I was, Let's get out of here. I was literally looking at... What are we doing? Flights uh, <laughs> today, actually. <laughs> I'm like, when, can, where, we, when can we go overseas again? Hopefully it will be soon. Obviously now we've got two little bubbers in tow sometimes it can be a little bit more challenging to travel um but also also a lot more rewarding it's great to see them yeah. delight in the new places and new experiences and get them to know new cultures too i really want to introduce them to more yeah. global cultures push and them out of their comfort zones yeah. get them getting some resilience yes. and having bad days <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. i know what a bad day is yet yeah sometimes <laughs> Like, because we could travel slowly as well, it did help yeah. us to establish good routines, which were great for work too. And obviously, kids need those routines as well. Um, but you know, sometimes it's good to have a break from the routine and, mm-hmm. and not be so stagnant. So, anyway, it's a shorter episode this week, uh, but we thought we would just jump on and say to open up uh, episode. Sorry, to open up season three, which we're so excited to do. We can't believe we've made it to three seasons. It's a miracle. Uh, no, we're really excited about it. And it just is a testament to how much that we enjoy putting on this podcast. And we reached a milestone of over a thousand downloads was amazing. last week thank you. Uh, as well. So thank you everyone for listening to us and downloading these episodes. It means a lot. And um, I hope you got a bit out of this episode about what traveling taught us about running a business. If you have any ideas about what traveling has taught you about running a business we would love to hear them drop us a dm at red platypus creative or hit us up on facebook or even drop us an email which you can do through our website redplatypuscreative.com thanks for listening and here's to going all All in in on your creative pursuits (laughs) (laughs) until next week have an amazing week and embrace the creativity see you later Thank you for listening to the Committed Creative Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned at least one thing that will help you stay on the creative path. If you liked it, please subscribe as there's plenty more to come. And we'd love it if you could leave us a review if you found the podcast worthwhile. And if you didn't, please send us your feedback. We're all ears. 
You can check us out online at redplatypuscreative.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at redplatypuscreative. Remember, you are not alone in your creativity and you can make money from your creative pursuits. See you next time when we speak to another creative mind that's committed to making their way work. Here's to going all in and becoming a committed creative.